0: We're on today on the Chuck Dever podcast. We're going to talk about never Trumpers, the left versus right divide. And we're going to talk about the efficacy of wearing masks today on the Chuck Dever podcast. Okay, today we're going to talk about masks and their efficacy. What do you think? The um, Danish study here at the Local DK, which is the source today, Denmark's news in English shows Denmark's study finds no clear evidence face masks protect wearer from COVID-19 infection. Now, this is the same system that everyone on the left seems to tout as the go-to system for medicine. It's a collective one-payer type system, and apparently, it's found no clear protection at all. I think, let's take a look. It compared how well protected one group of people who used masks were compared with a second group who did not use them. The results of the study were announced in a statement released by Copenhagen's Rigs Hospitalet. I probably am butchering that word, but that's all right. Let's see. The research project involved two groups totaling 6,000 people. So this is not a small study. It's a fairly large study. Consensus study. They're doing it in a scientific manner, which is what we've been told we should be expecting from our politicians. Follow the science that's constantly been hammered home since the beginning of the two weeks to slow the spread lockdown. In the non-face mask group, 2.1% of participants were infected with new coronavirus, while 1.8% of participants in the face mask wearing group were infected. The difference is not big enough to conclude with certainty a benefit of using face masks with regard to protecting oneself from infection. Not much at all. But let's go further than that. We've been told to follow the science. Let's continue. PBS had a special, this was back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, January of 2018, Influenza, 1918, the Spanish flu, that was what this was in regards to. One of the transcripts on that PBS, that's Public Broadcasting System, that's paid for with taxpayer dollars and should be considered an authoritative source, said, and I quote, At last, many thought they were safe, because they were wearing masks. But the masks didn't help. They were thin and porous, no serious restraint to tiny microbes. These are cloth masks, the same ones that we're using today, and that are being touted as stopping the virus. They were thin and porous, no serious restraint to tiny microbes, and it was like trying to keep out dust with chicken wire. I think that's a good analogy. I think people don't tend to realize that viruses are much smaller than most, I mean, it's much smaller than single-celled organisms, it's much smaller than bacteria. These are tiny little things. And If we were to go and actually attack this problem through mask wearing, I would suggest using the N95 masks, which are supposed to keep out 95% of particulate matter. Now, I don't know if that goes down to virus level, but at least it's something. It's better than wearing neck gaiters and wearing face cloth coverings that are not designed to stop anything other than sneezes. Okay, one more thing. A military study. This should be authoritative. Marines. A marine study of Marine recruits shows that the masks were actually not only ineffective, but might have been a negligent aspect of it. It looks like the some of the the people who were using the masks actually got it more often than the groups that didn't. So I think that that should be taken in as some of evidence that is being completely ignored here. I think part of the problem is people aren't trained particularly in how to use these masks effectively. And I think just throwing out a mandate to a bunch of people who have no idea what they're doing and are constantly adjusting and f- making problems with their own masks, I, I don't think that that's going to be an effective means of control of a virus that has such a massive spread already. I think that this is a deep-seated virus, which it is, and it's already within the population. We What we need to do, if we were to go and try to manage that, is to wear the most effective, not the least effective. And when when you see people with neck gaiters on, which are supposed supposed to be actually a negative, as it aerosolizes, sneezes, and makes the virus actually travel farther, I think this is actually shooting ourselves in the foot in any kind of management, in any kind of real scientific way. Anyone who says this is automatically shot down as a science denier. This is ridiculous. But here we are, 2020, coming up on the end. Let's hope it gets better. On to the next story today. Never Trumpers. We're going to go and revisit a Never Trumper who actually I liked before he became a Never Trumper. I used to read the National Review on a fairly regular basis. I had a subscription for a few years. It was a good magazine. It was a good primer on conservatism and what you should know and what was going on that related to conservatism. Seems like a no-brainer. Seems like something that, you know, should just be Taken as an axiomatic truth, but unfortunately, once Trump got elected, that switched. Someone flipped the switch, and now and then it became all anti Trump all the time, and without any actual positive coverage of all the things that he was doing that was in the vein of conservatism. Now, I'm not here to go and declare Trump was a conservative. He wasn't. He never was. I don't think he really claimed to be. I think what he was is obviously a populist, but more than that, I think he ran things in a method to try to make, find solutions in a non-ideological way. He just tried to follow follow the path of least resistance, and unfortunately all he found was resistance from both the right and the left, the right being the conservatives, I suppose, and especially these never-Trumpers. One of the voices of that was Jonah Goldberg, who I didn't enjoy his column. I still enjoy his column. He's not a dumb person. But he goes and writes... This is back in October 17th. Wait, you believe the computer repair shop story? Like at face value? This is a sarcastic tone to begin with. But aside from that, the actual point of this, if anyone doesn't really read into it, maybe you don't read the news, but what the point was, Hunter Biden, the president's elect son, okay, Joe Biden's son, He left his laptop at a computer repair shop. This is what happened. He leaves it there. No one goes and picks it up, so it's being left as uh, junk, essentially. So the person who runs the shop decides to go and look into it to see if he can get something out of it, or maybe get it back to the person, or maybe find some information. He looks into it, finds what could be considered incriminating data, or what he thinks it might be, so he goes and calls up the FBI. This is a year before it's ever actually released, at this point, at October 17th. So, it was close to a year before this, that uh, the computer repairman, who had access to this, this was not hacked materials, as was touted by Twitter and all these other miscellaneous sources fraudulently, he... So he turns it over to the FBI. They do nothing with it. Nothing. Rudy Giuliani eventually gets wind of this and he goes and investigates. This is at this point in October 2020. So, as it's being reported that this laptop and its contents, which are definitely not good contents, okay, it's got pictures of Hunter Biden in various illegal activities, okay, drug use. Uh, alleged escorts and whatnot, things like that of that nature. But more than that, it also has documents and texts that are definitely incriminate the entire Biden family, including Joe Biden. This is about deals with China of a five million dollar nature. Okay, this is a, a interest free and forgiven loan or potentially forgiven loan that was uh, given to him after he had flown over on Air Force Two while Joe Biden was vice president. This makes it seem fairly relevant to what was going on as an election cycle is happening. This was the October surprise. Okay, let's be clear. This was a politically dropped hit for sure. There's no doubt about that. I have no problem with that. They've done it on the left and the right. This is considered standard practice at this point. What wasn't standard practice was Twitter shut down the story. Facebook shut down the story. It was reported on by one publication and one publication only, the New York Post, and their account got shut down. Their account was entirely shut down of a newspaper that was over 200 years old. This isn't just some guy in a basement. This was a... An established newspaper doing reporting. This is scary to the left. This cannot happen. The gatekeepers of information do not like when this stuff happens, so they had to shut down the story. Now, enter in the never-Trump conservatives, Okay, supposed conservatives. We'll call them supposed conservatives because that's exactly what they are, because they don't really abide by their own principles in the sense that... When they have information, he had the information. Jonah Goldberg has this information. He has this story here, and he says in uh, in a sarcastic manner that you believe this computer repair shop story. Why wouldn't you believe it, or at least investigate it, instead of dismissing it out of hand like all of your other contemporaries? You're no better than Jake Tapper when you do this. You're no better than Chuck Todd. These are hacks These are partisan hacks, and that's what you became when you decided to tweet this. You were part of the problem, and for the people who are actually conservatives, you just dismissed them out of hand. So I can only say it was a disappointment more than that, because you actually have a hand in this disinformation of what was actually a true story. It turns out it was a true story. You dismissed it. All the people who have been discredited by having denied it, you have George Stephanopoulos saying that it's right-wing propaganda or Russian disinformation. That's another great one. With no evidence for saying this. You have people like George Stephanopoulos, Jake Tapper, and Chuck Todd all hammering out their partisan lines to try to get this story buried, which they did. And you helped. Not just Jonah Goldberg, obviously. You've got other people. David French here. He... uh, I think he retweeted it. You've got Bill Crystal who I'm sure made some some comments about this, because that's what they do. They don't actually want to have anyone maintain a presence that they're not approval. They they don't concede approval to. So Trump, with his, they would say buffoonery. They have to go and negate him. Unfortunately, that negates half the country, and it eventually did negate half the country, 74 million votes, 75 million votes, depending on who's counting. Not to say how many of those were fraudulent on the other side. So, who knows? Anyway, disheartening to say the least, and um, that's part of the problem. I mean, we got a gap in this country, between right and left, and now we have a gap between right and right? That's so stupid. It's not effective. What you're doing is, ca- is shooting us all. You're just ex- executing every one of the supporters that you purport to stand up for. It's not going to work. Okay, let's go on a little bit from that. I'd like to take a quick second to ask you all for a little favor. Please stop over at chuckdever.com for all my shows, podcasts, and articles. And please check out my American Patriot merch. There's shirts, flags, socks, and much, much more. Great American Patriot gear for you and your whole family. You'll be helping me out, but more than that, you'll be helping to push this message out. You are a patriot and you need to show it. So type in chuckdever.com, that's C-H-U-C-K-D-E-V-E-R.com for all your patriot needs. Please remember, thank you and God bless. Here's a response a few hours ago from Jonah Goldberg regarding his position back then because some people have been calling him out as well as i am right now on this podcast he says i never criticized the contents of the hard drive he's saying your position is instrumentalist folks like you want to count the good stuff and disregard the damage he does to the country and to conservatism as mere style and then he says there's no limiting principle to the allowances his supporters make for him well my answer to that is, what is the limiting principle of anyone on the left? This is why they own academia, music, Hollywood, the press, big tech, media, and all the rest of it, and they continued this advance. You and others denying this Hunter Biden story, which wasn't denying just the contents, you were denying the entire story. You were, you were. I mean, you were dismissing it out of hand. And you can tell by the tone of the tweet that you didn't care about any of it. And you, didn't, and you wouldn't adjust your position, and you haven't really now. You're still trying to stand up for this false ideological position that doesn't exist except in your own mind. We needed solidarity, but you lack it because of some perceived superiority... And that's the problem here. You've got people who think that they're better than they are. How about we all just join together, fight the good fight, and stick together? That's how we're going to win this thing. Otherwise, you might as well just kiss all the other stuff goodbye because it's been going that way for years, decades. Maybe the last... I mean, over the last century, it's definitely trended left over time, continually. So, with that, I think we're going to take a little break. Talk to you soon. Please like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to hit the bell to be notified of the newest content. And always remember to check out chuckdever.com to buy American Patriot merch to help push this message out there. Thanks again. Talk to you soon.